hour in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we return on the Paracast this week. Chris is back with us. And we've also, as a panelist, kind of roped in or persuaded Jerome Clark to rejoin us. And we are really glad to have you back, Jerry. Well, thank you. Looking forward to it. Well, the topic of our discussion is a new book. But it's not a book about a recent event. It's a book about an event, shall we say, a possible UFO abduction that more or less went under the radar that occurred back in 1959, two years before Barney and Betty Hill occurred. And so we got a hold of a book here from David Boer called No Return, The Jerry Irwin Story, UFO Abduction or Covert Operation. David, welcome to the Paracast. Oh, thanks. It's great to be here. Very briefly, before we get into what attracted you to this story, how did you get interested in covering UFOs? Well, honestly, I had no plans of doing such a thing. I've always been interested in the, in the subject. But this one took me by surprise, I have to say. How so? Well, when uh, it was a story that I had read previously uh, in years past. It was in uh, Jacques Vallée's book, Dimensions, also in Passport to Magonia. And uh, it was one of so many stories in those books. And I recall uh, re- uh, being struck by it the way I was when I read it again. And uh, I guess that was 20, two thir- 2013. For some reason, it wouldn't let me go. And uh, it was a very strange feeling. I Somehow I just decided I had to find out what happened. Uh, because the end of the story, as it was known then, as it was published in Valet's book, was that, uh, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, uh, but as the story was published before, Jerry Irwin, after a, a series of strange uh, behavioral problems following his UFO incident, uh, disappeared after he deserted his post. You know, I think it's important also, David, because most people haven't heard of this story. As I said, it's something that has gone under the radar. It's one of thousands of stories that get mentioned in books but doesn't get a lot of coverage. And... I think we should really kind of start at the beginning here that okay. you heard read about this in Valet's books. And by the way, Jacques Valet wrote the forward to this book. And then you decide to dig into it. But before you even started to dig in, you were obviously reading a lot about UFOs. Have yes. you ever seen one yourself? Of course, I've seen things I couldn't identify, but whether I've ever seen a genuine unknown it's another matter. I, I would say not. Not that I could actually say that's an, a genuine unknown. What got you to start reading about UFOs, though? I, I've just always been interested in the subject since I was quite young. Uh, in all the unexplained things in life and uh, 
you know, from ghosts and other unexplained phenomena to UFOs. Um, it's, I'm not sure why. It's just part of just the way I, I was and still continue to be. Okay, so you seized upon this story. You got interested, but I think we need to back up here. Tell us more about Jerry Irwin. Okay. Uh, briefly, the story, as it was known before my recent research, was that there was a young soldier named Jerry Irwin who was returning from his leave. He had a 30-day leave from his army post at Fort Bliss, Texas. Uh, he was driving through Utah, southern Utah, uh, at night uh, in a late winter. On a late winter night, it was fairly cold. On a fairly quiet highway, and he saw a strange object, a glowing object coming down out of the sky. And he watched in amazement as it seemed to be coming down to the ground. But it was fairly slow, and by the time it disappeared from view over a nearby ridge, he was already stopped and out of his vehicle watching it. And interestingly, it's although it seemed to crash very close by, it didn't make any sound at all, except it, uh, there was a, all he noticed was a, a flare-up of light that then died down. And he got out, he decided to investigate. He wrote a note for passers-by to say that, ask for um, people to send for help from the police. And then he wrote in large letters on the stop uh, side of his car, he wrote stop and shoe polish. And at that point, he, he just trudged off into the snow to where it looked like this thing had landed. And shortly after that, he lost consciousness. And the next thing he knows, he's waking up in a hospital 24 hours later with no memory of what happened in the meantime. A quick question? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is Chris. Uh, welcome to the show. And uh, as you may or may not be aware, Southern Utah uh, in recent years has been quite a hotbed of activity. And I'm kind of wondering what uh, highway he was on. Was it Highway 50 going from, uh, like, say, Rifle, Colorado, through Vernal, uh, that area, um, to Salt Lake? Uh, or was it... Um, Further down, uh, was he on 70 uh, or probably be, I don't even think 70 was there actually in 59, now that I'm thinking about it. Do you know the the highway that he was on, the nearest town perhaps? He was, was, uh, well, he was getting close to Cedar City and he took a cutoff on Highway 20 from, I think it was Highway 80 or Highway 91 at that time, it is now an interstate, um, uh, what's the name of that interstate? It was 15 that goes down to Vegas? Yeah, that back then it was 91, and he was taking the cutoff on 20 over to 89. And it was on that section of highway, on Highway 20. 
where he was found by uh, rescuers. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a very interesting area. Uh, I just wanted uh, our listeners to get a, a, you know, a geographic sense of, of where this allegedly occurred. Thanks. Yeah, I would say technically that's probably southwest Utah. Uh, and yes, I'm aware that there are a lot of interesting cases from that area. Um, and more recently, I have read the uh, book called The 37th Parallel. And I'm not sure what to make of that. Uh, I don't know if... if Ooh, you know, don't get me started on it. <laughs> well, I mean, I without weighing in on the validity of that observation or that argument, I was just a little bit... It did kind of catch me because the fact that this event in particular, was right in that zone. It was like 37 point something. Hey, let's continue this in our next segment. Okay. With Gene and Chris, we have David Booher, author of No Return. We're joined by Jerome Clark. And I brought him on because I want to get his historical perspective. So, Jerry, in our next segment, perhaps, if you have questions to move it along, we'd like to hear from you. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Are you tired of paying fees and commissions to that other site? I know you are. And I'm here to tell you about a great alternative to sell your stuff. BuySellMakeOffer.com is the best selling site to ever come along. It doesn't matter what you're selling, big or small, it's easier than ever. And you can use Skype to show your items and get to know your potential buyer. And they can see that you are for real. No more blind trust. And you're not limited to snapshots. You can video what you're selling to better sell it fast. For as little as $9.95, and that's after a free 30 days, you can sell everything you no longer want with absolutely no fees, ever. Go right now to buysellmakeoffer.com and become part of a community of buyers and sellers who have already discovered this revolutionary way of getting it sold online. That's buysellmakeoffer.com. You'll never regret making the switch. Buysellmakeoffer.com. So, what are you waiting for? 
North Korea openly threatens the U.S. and launches a new missile every other week. Their warhead of choice? Electromagnetic pulse. Such an event would cripple the U.S. power grid for years and leave millions in the dark. Are you ready? You can be with a Solark EMP-hardened solar generator. Solark works day in and day out to keep all of your essentials protected. That means you can have peace of mind knowing your power will be there when you most need it. Visit solark.us to see EMP testing. That's solark.us. Energy insurance for your family. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Is that Ellen painting her garage? Yesterday she was trimming her hedges. What's her secret? I heard she was eating this new super berry called the Aronia Berry. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where can we get them? Go to superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. <laughs> I can't wait. I've got lots of projects I need to get done. Yes, you do. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, we're offering more goodies than ever. If you sign up for long-term subscriptions to the Paracast Plus, go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. We offer the After the Paracast podcast, which last week had a pretty spirited discussion continuing what started in our teen UFO researcher episode that was between Alan Greenfield and Jerome Clark. So it gets really, really interesting. You never know what to expect. And we offer it for a modest subscription fee, but if you buy a long-term subscription, you get free books and stuff. Plus dot theparacast.com. David Booher is the author of No Return, the Jerry Irwin story. Was it a UFO abduction or covert operation? As we nail down the location here, the part you've told us so far that he's on the road and okay. rescue workers recover him and he doesn't remember what happened for 24 hours. Yeah, that's that's basically his story. It, uh, he, he didn't know anything about the rescuers. He didn't know anything about how he got to the hospital. All he knew was that he went to, he started off on foot looking for this thing. And then it was just all a blank after that until he woke up in the hospital. So everything else we know about that time period comes from the sheriff and the doctor that was treating him and the other personnel that were attending him. 
Jerry, you've read the book and you're certainly acquainted with what's gone on in that part of the universe here in terms of UFOs. Do you have something you'd like to ask David about this? Well, um, I just make a comment or two here. One is that I vividly remember the Lorenzen's article, and I have certainly forgotten much more than I remember about UFOs. But they published an article in Flying Saucers magazine in 1962, which I read and thought was so enthralling that it has stuck in my memory ever since. And um, I was just astounded. Uh, in June, I was speaking at the Fort Fest near Baltimore, and I was rooming there with Patrick Weege, who was David's publisher. And I asked Patrick, you know, what books he was going to be issuing in the near future, and he mentioned a book on the Jerry Irwin case, and I nearly fell over. I, I could hardly wait to read it. And I'm just really impressed with the work that David did, and this is really a very interesting book. I also want to say something, too, that is sort of secondary to this, but it struck me as someone who's been, like Eugene, in this field a long time. And that is uh, David's tribute to Jim and Carl Lorenzen about, in their prime, what good investigators they were and also decent human beings who cared about the welfare of the people that they were they were interviewing and whose stories they were investigating. The Lorenzans are really the hero of the story, along with Jerry Irwin himself, just for surviving it all and going on instead of vanishing mysteriously, going on to live a, a good and productive and apparently happy life. And, and David captures all that in the book. It's really quite eye-opening. And I'll have more to say about the content later, but that was my initial impression. I was just going through the book again. I read it last week. I was doing prepping for the show, and I was going through the book again and being reminded of its many virtues. And uh, I will be reviewing it for Fortean Times magazine. David, you want to respond before we go into the story further? I'm really glad to hear that because that was an important thing for me to convey. The because um, I, as I investigated the story, and I received more information as it went along, I just gained more and more respect for the, for the Lorenzans and just their overall uh, contribution, as well as getting some insight into their. Um, personalities and their I guess maybe the word humanity their their sense of their um, compassion for for uh, a young man who was going through a, a terrible ordeal so I, I I'm glad that came across okay let's get back to the hospital here let's go through the story here so he wakes up 24 hours have gone with no memory. So what does he do then? Well, he's he tells the, of course, the sheriff is grilling him for information because he's just been through a pretty stressful twenty four hours because he's he's been notified of a possible as as Jerry had written on his note he was concerned it could be a plane crash and that was that was. Uh, and that's why he was 
asking people to notify authorities. And so now the sheriff was trying to figure out, well, was there a plane crash? Did you really see something? Uh, uh, Even though they didn't see anything on the ground, the next day there was an, uh, an aerial search that didn't turn up anything. So the sheriff wanted to, as soon as Jerry woke up, the sheriff was on him with all his questions, but Jerry just had very little information to offer. He can, he can only remember setting off on foot and that was it. So the, the articles that came out after Jerry woke up, the newspaper articles uh, added very little information to the record. You know, basically, he just, all he could say was, well, he was taking a shortcut on his way back from leave, and and uh, that's what happened to him. How did he try to get his memories back? Um, he, at first, he... I don't think he was very interested. At first, I think he really just wanted to put the whole thing behind him. Um, But he kept having problems once he returned to duty. He kept having blackouts, uh, spells of unconsciousness and amnesia. And, And then the Lorenzans around that time got in contact with him. And although at first he was reluctant to speak with them, he started opening up uh, once they, he kind of, they reassured him that, you know, they weren't trying to get him in trouble with his, his uh, commanding officer or that, you know, he had, he, he basically told them, you know, I'm a career uh, military man. I'm a, and I don't want this to mess up my career. But, uh, he finally did kind of open and just shared his story. And after a while, um, apparently the Lorenzans, I think they convinced him that it might be helpful for him to try to retrieve his memories. Let's go and focus on that in our next segment. So we have Jerry Irwin in touch with Jim and Coral Lorenzen of APRO. David Boer yes. joins us. We have Jerome Clark on the panel with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME99 to 42424. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME99 to 42424. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME99 to 42424. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. My name is John Kunkel. I'm 63 years old, and I've been building muscle and losing fat over the last six months. I've been using One World Whey to provide a highly assimilable protein and Kappa Mineral Whey to help me get all the minerals I need and support my body's alkaline pH. I've also been using EstroBlock to keep my testosterone levels high and not allow it to convert to estrogen, which happens normally as men age. The extra testosterone also helps in building muscle. The result has been a successful process of converting my body from fat to muscle. I've lost 20 pounds to date. Join the many people who are converting fat to muscle with One World Whey. The body is chronically hungry for usable amino acids. Cooking proteins destroys up to 75% of the amino acids. Cooked proteins burden the body and accelerate aging. One World Whey's protein content is raw and virtually 100% usable. Substitute One World Whey for one meal of your day and see how much better you can feel. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, the way that one commonly recovers memories, and it's very controversial, is hypnotic regression. Is that one technique that was used, or did they try something else? Well, actually, what happened was that um, about three weeks after the initial event, Jerry collapsed on a street in El Paso. 
and he was taken to the El Paso General Hospital where he was unconscious for a few hours and when he woke up he thought he was right back in Utah the night when he saw the the UFO and his first words were again were there any survivors that's what he said when he first woke up in Utah so it was as if the, the intervening three weeks had not even happened and they took him to the uh, army hospital where he had been three weeks earlier and he didn't recognize anybody there as the as the doctor reported in his report um, well they at this point they they decided to keep him in the army psych ward for 32 days for observation during that time they administered a sodium amytal interview, also known as truth serum. And that's a way that you can induce a hypnotic trance in someone who's maybe maybe having trouble. Maybe it's someone who's a little resistant to entering hypnotic trance. That's an easy way to induce it, I guess. And the doctor recorded what Jerry said under the trance. But when Jerry woke up, he wouldn't share any information that Jerry had shared with him while under the trance. And Jerry couldn't remember anything that happened during his trance. His his sodium amytal trance is what I mean. Sure. So was there a reason why the doctor withheld this from him? Well, he didn't he didn't give Jerry a reason. He just wouldn't tell him anything. I think and Jerry, another time, actually said, the doctor just said it didn't work. Uh, but, uh, actually, we were able to get a hold of those hospital records. And uh, the information the doctor re- recorded is is very intriguing. It's um, It's interesting that he told Jerry it didn't work because... I guess that reflects the perspective of, well, probably the majority of people, which was, well, there's the things that he was saying just sounded so outlandish. He just, they were just discounted. Uh, But, you know, if if he had said them 10 or 20 years later, uh, it might have provoked a different response. Because these were uh, things that he was talking about in his trance were uh, now we would recognize them as features of quote-unquote alien abduction. At the time, there were no such stories. Now, you got the information from his medical records. Who gave you the medical records? Did he give you the medical records? Um, Jerry did not have the medical records, but he signed the release form that we sent in to the National Archive and Records Administration. And after several months, uh, they, the records came. And it's, 
it contains medical records, service records. It's um, supposedly it's all all they have in their file. At what point did he have access to the information about what he said during this session? Well, he never did until uh, he never heard anything about it until we retrieved the records. It's the first time he saw anything about that. Let's dovetail that for a second here. How old was he when you first met him? He was 79. Okay, so we're talking about here decades past. And you have this document that reports on something that sounds like an alien abduction. But in all those years, he knew nothing about it? Did he ever have any memories of anything like that happening? Not not that he's aware of. Um, he, uh, he actually didn't remember ever, and I don't think he did. I don't think he ever had a chance. He never saw anything that was ever published about him either. Not only did he not remember anything, uh, I guess he could have had a chance if the Lorenzans had showed him their original um, April Bulletin article. He would have had a chance to see that, but he doesn't remember seeing it. Uh, But, of course, there's an awfully lot he doesn't remember from that time period anyway. Did he suffer from a stroke or anything that might have prevented memories of what happened? Uh, he had not. He he had been in, in fairly good health uh, at the time I've talked to him. And the thing is, um, his memory of events before and after that year are are pretty clear. He remembers a great deal about his life before and after. Um, but there's just a lot of there are a lot of holes in his memory from. 1959, and part of 1960. Obviously, most of our listeners didn't read the APRO Bulletin. How did they frame this story? Where did they derive a UFO connection from it? Well, well, Coral Lorenzen's article came out um, just, just weeks after the initial incident. The initial incident was in February... Uh, February 20th, 1959. Her article was in the March April Bulletin. And it was called Soldier Sees Flash Unconscious 24 Hours. And uh, so the information she had was from newspaper articles, and then she interviewed Jerry. And she also uh, speculated what it could mean in her article about, uh, because a very intriguing detail came out, which was that while Jerry was still in the hospital and still unconscious in Utah, um, he was, he was, he was mumbling uh, he was mumbling the words jacket on bush repeatedly. And he didn't, when he was 
awake again. He had no idea why he meant, why he was saying that. Except that he had, had been wearing a new sports jacket underneath his army overcoat when he left his vehicle to go look for this object. And when uh, they brought him to the hospital, his jacket was missing. And nobody knew why. Nobody had seen it. He had he had on his army overcoat, but there was no sports jacket underneath of it. <laughs> An so that alien was souvenir. <laughs> we got more to come with David Boer. The book is called No Return, and we're talking about strange experience of Jerry Irwin. What caused it? We're trying to figure that out. Jerry Clark's on the panel with Gene and Chris. You're in the Burrycast. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. You want to save money in a place that gives you growth, control, and certainty without stock market risk or tax risk, and you want guarantees and you want it all tax-free. That's a tall order. But you can get all of that with properly designed participating whole life insurance. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But you can have tax-free access to use your life insurance while you're alive. Get the free book to find out how. Call 702-660-7000. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Welcome aboard. Your new science fiction adventure is ready to launch. Discover an amazing journey at galaxyquestbooks.com. Start a new sci-fi adventure with the Guardian series, a classic sci-fi mystery that starts 500 years in the future. From author D. Arthur Gussner. Series available from Barnes & Noble or Amazon as paperback or ebooks. Galaxyquestbooks.com, where the adventure begins. What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it? 
I have my health today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Very fascinating episode in Utah, 1959. And once again, as we speculate about this and what happened and what David Boer tells us, remember, this is two years before Barney and Betty Hill's episode, their abduction. So we're dealing with something here where the framework of an abduction experience really isn't there yet. So we're trying to figure out what went on. Please go on with your description of how the Lorenzans reported it. So the the jacket on Bush detail really caught Coral's attention. She was totally fascinated and she she speculated for several paragraphs in her article about uh, the implications. Basically, she was it sounds like she's toying around with the idea of alien abduction without actually saying the words. And uh, she mentioned something about uh, I don't remember the words exactly, but entities or an intelligence that uh, was unfamiliar with human clothing <laughs> so they so they accidentally or left his jacket off for some reason she, she was perplexed she was just kind of throwing some ideas out there but it, she obviously thought it was important now let's go back in perspective here Jerry Clark in those days, in the late 50s, early 60s, before the Hills episode, was there anything at all that hinted at UFO abductions in UFO literature? Well, as David points out, there was the famous case in 1957 in Brazil about the young man, Vilas Boas, who was abducted by a UFO and, and allegedly had sexual intercourse above, aboard the ship. But that case got very little publicity. The, the Lorenzans were aware of it through their 
Brazilian correspondent, Dr. Fontes, but they didn't publish it because of its sensational nature. And um, at one point in uh, 1962, Carl Renzen published a book about UFOs. And it was reviewed rather scathingly in Fate magazine by the ufologist Max Miller. And Miller was sort of sneering at the Lorenzans, who he depicted as rather credulous people, which I think was really unfair. But he pointed out that one thing about Cora Lorenzen was that she actually knew of a case of a of a man who was abducted by, a, the way Max Miller put it, was like somewhat uninhibited woman from space, something like that. And uh, Coral, of course, was offended, and she wrote a letter to Fate saying that, yes, they knew of such a case, but they didn't think that it had been sufficiently validated. Well, I discovered this in the 1990s as I was doing the research for my UFO encyclopedia. I went through a, a lot of the correspondence that the early ufologists had from the 50s and 60s. And it turned out that the Lorenzans actually were fascinated by that case, which wasn't published. It was published in English in 1961 in a Brazilian UFO bulletin, which practically nobody read. The Brazilian ufologists had actually gone out and interviewed those boas. And it's quite an interesting article, but it had virtually no readership in North America. It was never mentioned anywhere that I've been able to find. But there were a few people, and, and the Lorenzans happened to be among them, who knew there was this abduction case in the background. And I think that that might have influenced some of their thinking about Irwin's experience, even though they couldn't prove it because Irwin's memory was just completely, almost completely obliterated. But beyond that, yes, there were cases of missing time and so on, going back Quite a while, actually. You can actually find cases like that in fairy lore, which are kind of an analogous to UFO close encounters. But even in early UFO cases, if you read the actual account that the witness wrote, if you read it carefully, you will find that the witness describes some kind of puzzling time gap or lapse in the course of seeing a UFO. But these things really were not known until, of course, the the Hill case opened everything up. But Lorenzans were paying close attention. They knew of the Villas Boas case. So I think they approached the Irwin case with what we might call an expanded sense of possibility. At this point, let's look at Jerry Irwin's life. So after this, shall we say, visit or the time he spent in a psychiatric facility. What happened then? How did this affect his military career? When Jerry was released from his 32-day confinement on the psych ward, the next day, although the details are, depends on uh, which records we're looking at. According to the Army records, two days later he went AWOL. Uh, according to Jerry's testimony to the Lorenzans, the very next day these events happened where he went into a, a trance state and felt an uncontrollable urge to return to Utah to the 
of his UFO encounter. Um, so he boarded a he without leave he he boarded a Greyhound bus and an overnight bus to Utah and uh, he disembarked in Cedar City and he went walking out of town directly to a place along the highway where he knew he just knew the whole route automatically he just and then he just strode off into the bush and went directly to a tree where his jacket was hanging and and there was a pencil stuck through one of the buttonholes of his jacket and wrapped around the pencil was a, uh, a piece of paper which was a note and he took the pencil out of the buttonhole of his jacket unrolled the note and without reading it he burned it with his lighter and it wasn't until the smoke rose up from the the burning note that he snapped out of his trance and realized his predicament so that and that leads into uh, a, a large open question about where exactly why he found his jacket where he did because it didn't mesh with the uh, the stories that had been published earlier so that, be, that becomes a big chapter in the investigation you mean it's at a different location yeah, it's 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 about where he where he finds his jacket is about by road. It's about fifty miles from where they found him on the night of his UFO encounter on a different highway. Wow, that's an interesting twist. Yes, uh, and that was not reported uh, on previously. That was not reported. The I don't, and this is, it's really a big puzzle. I don't know why the Lorenzans didn't notice or comment on that discrepancy. And uh, I, uh, it's something I speculate on, but I have no answers for in the book. But it creates an interesting puzzle, that's for sure. One thing that's really interesting about David's book is that for all the thorough investigation and smart analysis he directs at it, there still are all kinds of mysteries and intriguing unanswered questions. That works. we got more to come with Jerome Clark, David Boer, Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien exploring the Jerry Irwin story. I wanted to just remind you once again that we have that second radio show after the Paracast. And you can only download a copy if you're a member of the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com. Once again, that's plus.theparacast.com. We also give you a commercial-free version of this show. You can't miss plus.theparacast.com. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Did you know children are 52 times more likely to suffer from identity theft than adults? Credit alerts will not fix the fallout. Liberty ID does. And here's an exciting offer just for you. Go to LibertyID.com and cover your entire family, your spouse, your children, and your parents for only $129 a year. Use promo code free trial and we'll give you the first 60 days free. That's LibertyID.com promo code free trial. LibertyID.com. LibertyID.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. David Boer talking about his book, No Return, the Jerry Irwin Story, UFO Abduction, or Covert Operation. So he goes back to the scene of the crime, David. Let's continue the story. When he comes back to his senses, he realizes that he's AWOL and that he really has no idea what he's doing there, but he knows he needs to turn himself in. This is, uh, this would be, this was April in the high desert and the sun was going down and it was getting cold. So there was a sense of urgency for from both the elements and from being AWOL. So he hastened to make his way back to Cedar City. His his jacket appeared to be of no use because it had weathered badly in the intervening, I guess it was a um, couple of months. So he left it there, interestingly, and he walked back to Cedar City. But he had a hard time finding the road again. That was the interesting thing. While he had no problem at all uh, locating his jacket, he was disoriented when he came back to his senses. So after, But after a while, he did locate the highway, walked back to Cedar City, and turned himself in. 
where he encountered Sheriff Fife again, who he had met uh, after his initial encounter. And Sheriff Fife filled him in on the, the details that he had he no longer remembered from his first his first day in Cedar City. Then Sheriff Fife contacted military officials to arrange for Jerry to be picked up. Interestingly, it, of course, it took a few days, and I guess that's not unusual for picking up AWOL offenders. They, they're usually not in a hurry about that, I guess. But when they picked him up, they took him to Fort Ord, California first, before uh, where he stayed a few days before they drove him back to Fort Bliss in Texas, which is a massive detour. Maybe someone in the military world will be able to shed it, uh, uh, shed some light on that. I have no idea why they would do such a thing, but it does, to me, it was a provocative question. What would cause such a huge detour? And then when he got back to Fort Bliss, he was demoted and fined and then sent back to duty. But I think they gave him a different duty. Somewhere in there, there are... Uh, the record isn't entirely clear. Somewhere in there, he was reassigned uh, from his work as a Nike missile technician to uh, possibly a, a, a desk or a, to a desk job somewhere. In other words, nothing mission critical. Yes. Whereas he had a security clearance when he was working on the Nike missile program, and that was taken away from him, and he was demoted from specialist. SP4 to uh, back down to uh, private, private first class, I should say. Very quickly here, was he a single gentleman or did he have a family? He had been in the Air Force. He enlisted in the Air Force at age 16 during the height of the Korean War. Although he was kind of, he was eager to serve in the war, uh, his his true age was later found out, and and he was barred from serving in a combat zone. So they sent him to Alaska to work on the distant early warning line, the Dew Line, uh, which so he was uh, stationed in Alaska at uh, it was called the Tin City Air Force. Uh, let's see, Tin City Station or something like that. It was only 48 miles from the Siberian mainland, and they were there to uh, monitor the skies in case of uh, Russian nuclear attack. And that that uh, the Dew Line was a, a series of radar installations that ran right across the northern frontier from all the way across Canada to Greenland. After, and, and, and Jerry's position was a ground radio operator during that time in the Air Force. When he got out of the Air Force, I think it was 1956, uh, he got married in Utah, and, but that didn't last very long. They, he had a couple of kids. They got divorced, and then uh, he 
worked for the Forest Service for a while, and then he re-enlisted, and this time in the Army. And he was about a little over a year into his Army enlistment when this event happened. And he had been actually doing quite well in his, in his Army career. He had rapidly been promoted to a, to a Nike technician um, and was seemingly uh, thriving in the Army before this happened. So very briefly here, it's likely then that his ex-wife, I haven't asked you whether he remarried or not, that his ex-wife and his kids probably didn't know anything about this, or did they? Did you try to contact them? Actually, Jerry told me he had never spoken to anyone in his family about this event. And this was confirmed by both his youngest daughter and also um, from an older brother. Neither of them had ever spoken with him about this event. Uh, So that, you know, for whatever reason, it wasn't something he wanted to talk about. Of course, he didn't remember a lot about it either. That's another factor. Did he ever remarry or what? He actually did remarry after his um, after he eventually got out of the army. He did remarry and had another child and and then uh that, that ended in divorce, and then uh, eventually uh, he met the woman that uh, the last, his last wife, uh, they stayed together until she passed away. Uh, just a, a year or two before I met him, so he was a recently, he had recently become a widower. Okay, did he mention whether his second or third wife knew about any of this? The only thing he would say was that he had never spoken to anyone. And I, anyone in his family, and I just assumed that meant all of his wives as well. So I don't know for sure. Did you talk to his children about it? I spoke to the youngest daughter, and it it was uh, it was quite surprising to her. She hadn't heard anything about this before, uh, so I I don't think he ever did share it with anybody. Is he still alive or not? Yeah, I spoke with yes, I spoke with him in June, and he was doing fine. He has. He'd been through a terrible um, cardiac event. He, uh, a few months after our, my last interviews with him in Idaho, he suffered a massive cardiac arrest. Well, I'm really sorry to hear about that and his ongoing illness, and we do wish him a recovery. Let's and go into more name. about Jerry Irwin and his experiences, and go back to see what happened through his life 
More to come with David Boer, Jerome Clark, Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Welcome aboard. Your new science fiction adventure is ready to launch. Discover an amazing journey at galaxyquestbooks.com. Start a new sci-fi adventure with the Guardian series, a classic sci-fi mystery that starts 500 years in the future. From author D. Arthur Gussner. Series available from Barnes & Noble or Amazon as paperback or ebooks. galaxyquestbooks.com, where the adventure begins. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. 
Anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, Jerry Irwin has a cardiac event, but he's okay now? Well, it was very serious. He, he was... His heart was stopped for half an hour, which is, which is, uh, everybody was shocked that he actually revived. Um, but it had taken quite a toll, and it's it's been a long recovery process for him, getting his functions functioning back, and his memory took another hit because it had. Well, you know, when your heart's not working for that long, it's it definitely affects the brain to some degree. Uh, but luckily, because I had spoken with him not long after that event, uh, it seems that his his he is recovering, getting some of his memory back. Of course, what I mean by that is now he remembers me. He didn't remember me after the heart attack, so uh, he he is getting better that way. So this is basically baby steps, obviously. Let's get back through his life and where we try to figure whether there's some kind of government connection with what happened to him. So he's put back on duty, and he gets demoted, and he gets a desk job. Get him out of the line of fire. What next? At that point, that's when the Lorenzans were, they, they drove down to uh, meet with him. They took him out to a restaurant, and he told them everything he could remember about the recent events. And they asked him if he would be receptive to seeing a private doctor, I mean a civilian doctor, for the process of, of uh, hypnotic regression. And he was interested because by now he, he was really upset. He, he had just been through, he didn't know why, he had just gotten out of the hospital and then he did this thing that was completely inexplicable that he seemed to have no control over going into a trance and returning to Utah. So he really wanted to see what he could do to heal himself. And so he he uh, agreed to, to meet with the doctor, which he did, and they set up a series of appointments. And then uh, he never kept any of them. And when the Lorenzans went to investigate why, they found out that every time Jerry 
had an appointment and he tried to leave the base, his commanding officer would find some extra duties for him to do. Either that or he would not allow Jerry to trade duty if, if, if he was already scheduled. And he told Jerry in no, un, no uncertain terms that just you better just drop this thing or we're going to make your life pretty rough. And after a, a couple of weeks of the, uh, all the extra duties, uh, Jerry just gave up. He never kept any of the appointments. That obviously seems strange. So it certainly looks like us. Yes. Why would they be concerned about him retrieving his memories? That's a very interesting question. It probably goes back to the uh, the doctor's comments, either privately or, or maybe even class in a classified manner about uh, about the initial uh, sodium um, amethol or pentothal uh, session that he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I just wonder how that was received by the command structure, and it raises a lot of interesting questions. Of course, one question that, that arises in this story is, is it possible that he happened upon a secret, a test of a secret aircraft that he couldn't identify um, but that they wanted to keep the lid on. I mean, that's one possibility. Yeah. It's not too far from Groom Lake. Exactly. Uh, it's only, what, a couple hundred miles or so, maybe 300 miles? But not, not even. Not even. Yeah, it's not that far. I want to get back into one thing here to also clarify as we flesh this story out. When you examined the medical records, and the description of the event during that sodium pentothal session. Can you give us a quick summary of what he told the doctor? Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's not a long... Well, Jerry said that it all started at age three. And he didn't say what started at age three. Uh, but then he started to talk about why he couldn't talk about it. Uh, he's, he implied or he said that he wasn't supposed to remember or he wasn't supposed to talk about it. And that if he did, people could get hurt, essentially. And there would be a big investigation. Uh, and although... It, you know, and and it's important to remember that this is this is recorded by a doctor who is who just obviously thinks this is total nonsense. Yet he's he's calling it in his own report. He's saying that he's the doctor reports on the absurdity and and basically discounts the entire testimony because he's you know because of the absurd nature of what Jerry said. Okay, was there a specific description of what happened during that uh, 24 hours? Well, he, no, he actually didn't, didn't talk about that directly. Um, yeah, so he didn't really provide any hints about that. Uh, he, he stated there was a special intelligence 
that he couldn't explain to me. Since I'm just quoting here from the doctor. Jerry stated there was a special intelligence that he couldn't explain to me since it would be incomprehensible to me, which has directed him not to remember or not to tell me any about any of the events in Utah. He says if he tells what was behind the incidents in Utah, there will be a big investigation that he does not want to be bothered with, and also because it will harm many people, and he doesn't want that to happen. He states it all began at the age of three years, although he will not reveal how or what began, stating it would provide a clue to me as to what is behind all this. Also, he informed me that he could leave this hospital any time if he wanted to by invoking a special force. All right. We got another force. It's called the commercial force. <laughs> and it's being activated right now. I could feel it in the ether. Some people want to give me ether and just solve the problem. David Boer, Jerry Clark, Chris O'Brien, Gene Steinberg, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Ralph, remember when you said you were going to start paying more attention to your health and now you're eating potato chips? Just a few. A few, okay, but you should be eating Superberries Aronia Berries. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Go to Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. Wow, look at all the benefits of these berries. I know, Ralph, I know. Choose health, eat purple, Superberries.com. North Korea openly threatens the U.S. and launches a new missile every other week. Their warhead of choice? Electromagnetic pulse. Such an event would cripple the U.S. power grid for years and leave millions in the dark. Are you ready? You can be with a Solark EMP-hardened solar generator. Solark works day in and day out to keep all of your essentials protected. That means you can have peace of mind knowing your power will be there when you most need it. Visit solark.us to see EMP testing. That's solark.us. Energy insurance for your family. People who can afford a LASIK procedure sure are lucky. Imagine being able to throw away your contacts and glasses. Imagine waking up tomorrow with 20-20 vision. Too bad everyone can't afford LASIK. Well, guess what? There's a company that agrees with you. The LASIK Vision Institute is now offering dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK to make it affordable for everyone. That means you get the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology for a fraction of what others charge. And if you call right now, we'll schedule a free appointment so you can discover if LASIK is right for you. Results may vary. Call 1-800-963-4946. Even better, call right now and you can get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Let us help you. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you deserve at a fraction of what others charge. For your free appointment, call 1-800-963-4946. 1-800-963-4946 1-800-963-4946
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. All right. Special force, special intelligence. Where's the UFO out of this? Is there anything in that report that says UFO abduction, or is it just hinted? Oh, in the doctor's report? Yes. The doctors, I guess what you could say about the doctor reports are that they do mention what Jerry's belief seems to be. Jerry's belief was that whatever he saw in Utah, which eventually I think he did call a UFO, uh, was what was causing all of his his difficulties, all of his behavioral problems and his neurological problems. Of course, they were obviously unconvinced by what Jerry thought was going on, but at least they reported it. Um, So as far as the doctors are concerned, there doesn't... I don't think they even ever considered the possibility that there really was uh, a UFO and that it could have been, uh, you know, something that was a non-human craft of some kind. I don't think that was ever even considered from what I've seen. They looked at it more as a mental health problem. 
I'm trying to focus here on where we get the UFO connection. Now, obviously, something happened. He blacked out. Maybe yes. assume this guy just had a mental breakdown and be done with it? What? Yeah, that's a possibility. It's well, a, poss- a possibility we can't completely discount. I think that uh, the fullest account we have from of what uh, Irwin saw before he blacked out was pretty much a UFO. This is what he told the sheriff when he first recovered, and the sheriff was asking questions, right? This, yeah, the sheriff, eventually, uh, I located the letter, well, I should say a letter that the sheriff sent to, I guess he was a UFO researcher. Uh, I hadn't heard of him. Uh, Mark, a guy named C.H. Mark, uh, had asked about it, and the sheriff sent him his account of what happened that night. And that was pretty interesting because it was a more complete account than Jerry seemed to recall later on. So it might be that the sheriff's letter contains the most accurate and complete account of Jerry's experience. I say might be because that depends on whether or not the sheriff recorded recorded it accurately. But if he if what the sheriff recorded was accurate, then it does give us some interesting information. Uh, in sheriff's account, Jerry did not black out right after leaving his car. He actually remained conscious as he trudged up the hill, and as he the closer he got to the crest of the hill, the brighter the light became. And right when he crested the hill is when he when he should have when he should have seen the object is when he passed out. That's what he told the sheriff shortly after uh, coming back to his senses on that the night after his encounter or his sighting. So it does sound like uh, you know here's what he said in his letter. He saw a Mr. Irwin saw a large object flying from south to north, almost directly overhead. He thought it was an airplane, but couldn't tell the shape on account of the streams of light shooting out from it. He said it was very large, and on account of the light radiating from it, he thought it was on fire. And then uh, he could see the light to the north shining up into the sky and thought the plane had crashed and was burning. Uh, the closer he came to the top of the hill, I'm sort of excerpting it here. He started to climb the steep mountain in about a foot of snow, and the closer he came to the top of the hill, the brighter the light became. As he, he reached the top of the hill, he blacked out and was out for about 23 hours. So that, I mean, that certainly sounds like a UFO, but but it's entirely... We are relying entirely on what Jerry, Jerry's experience was, because there were no other witnesses. What struck me about that as I read it was that this is actually a description of a specific kind of UFO that people report from time to time that almost seems a flame. You know, it's shooting off fire and is extremely bright. And, and Irwin also said it was quite large. And so there's nothing in this description, for whatever it's worth, that suggests a conventional airplane 
or a meteor. You know, I think we just have to decide, you know, if this testimony was accurate or not. But if it's accurate, this is a UFO event. And, and also, Jerry remarked, even when I spoke to him in 2014, he still, he still remembers that initial sighting, and he remembers that it seemed to be coming down awfully slow for, uh, for something like a, on a, on a, as he said, on a free fall. It, it seemed to be a little too slow, like it was, uh, he, it, it was very confusing to him. He, he just was surprised by the speed of it. Maybe 100 miles an hour, I think, is what he said when he had to guess. Just quickly going through his life, once he got out of the military, what happened? He, he, got, a, he got work with uh, Eastman Kodak uh, in the microfilm technology. Um, he serviced microfilm machines. Um, and then quickly was promoted to the to become a, an instructor of servicing the machines, and they uh, they uh, shipped him to from uh, Oregon. He got he first worked in Portland, Oregon, doing that, and, and Kodak shipped him out to New York, uh, Rochester, New York, to. To uh, at their to their school to the Kodak school where they teach technicians, and eventually they sent him out to San Francisco uh, to work as a supervisor. Uh, so he his career was both in his later army career and in his civilian life. He he did quite well from a career standpoint. Uh, was able to take an early retirement. Um, with a, a nice, you know, uh, uh, what, what's the word? Ret- retirement pension. Pension. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing that makes me wonder about. He didn't seem to exhibit the symptoms of someone with mental problems. He before and after this year of trouble. He had been had a great career in the army. Then he had uh, later on, uh, when he went back to regular duty in the army, he rose quickly in the ranks. And and the, and then in civilian life, he did quite well. And there's just no indication that that he had a mental problem. After that year, did anything happen to him ever? That was weird. Not that he remembers. All right. Now, let's go into this starting in our next segment, the possibility of government involvement because of the way the information was kept from him. David Boer, Jerome Clark, Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien, you're in. The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Welcome aboard. Your new science fiction adventure is ready to launch. Discover an amazing journey at GalaxyQuestBooks.com. Start a new sci-fi adventure with the Guardian series, a classic sci-fi mystery that starts 500 years in the future. From author D. Arthur Gussner. Series available from Barnes & Noble or Amazon as paperback or ebooks. GalaxyQuestBooks.com, where the adventure begins. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, Hey, try this. Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2979-855-700-2979-855-700-2979. That's 855-700-2979. Are you one of the 15 million men who suffer from an enlarged prostate? If your life revolves around finding the closest bathroom, if you're tired of waking up many times a night to urinate, 
then you need to know about Prostate Miracle. Prostate Miracle contains beta-cytosterol, which is 3,000 times stronger than salt palmetto. To claim your $10 Patriot discount, go to ProstateMiracle.com and enter promo code PATRIOT. Or call 877-965-2140. That's 877-965-2140. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, so obviously the doctor who examined him doesn't disclose what he said under truth serum. All these side issues, is there anything here that leads you to believe he got maybe involved unwittingly, perhaps, in some kind of government operation? Well, I'm very interested in the uh, apparent attempt to block him, block Jerry's appointments to, for hypnotic regression. There should have been no problem you know, with him doing whatever he wanted to on his free time. So that raises questions. Another thing that raises questions is that it looks like there was probably a second Amitol interview. This this is something that I I uncovered as I was comparing the datelines, the timelines of the Army records versus Jerry's memory that was recorded by the Lorenzans. In comparing those two, it appears that there's an Amitol interview that was not recorded in the official records. And then, and that also, there's an Amatol interview that Jerry doesn't remember, which is pretty interesting. And it, it is quite interesting that right after he was released from the psych ward, he immediately goes to Utah in a trance. It seems very similar to something like hypnotic suggestion, post-hypnotic suggestion, which which is something that Jim Lorenzen speculated about. Although he didn't, in the end, he favored a different hypothesis. He certainly thought it was a, uh, an intriguing possibility that, that Jerry was subjected to post-hypnotic suggestion. Now, if that happened, it seems unlikely to me it happened with his regular doctor. His regular doctor, he was a drafted army doctor who, he was just doing his job from what I can tell. I don't see why he would get involved in trying to uh, program Jerry to go and destroy evidence, so to speak. So it does seem likely to me that if there was this second interview, as Jerry remembers, that it wasn't with his regular doctor. Okay, so this is then a doctor that they selected for him? He was just a doctor working on a psych ward, Dr. Valentine. Eventually, Jerry saw another doctor because Dr. Valentine, uh, his term was up and he left. His two-year draft, drafted term. And uh, then the supervising doctor is the one who finished up with Jerry before he left for the last time. And uh, both of these, if you read the, the records that they wrote, they're both... They both seem pretty much no-nonsense kind of psychiatrists or MDs. 
So I don't think it was anything they did. I would be highly, I'd be very doubtful. So I, I, I think that if there was something going on in terms of messing with uh, Jerry's mind, I think it would have been someone else in, you know, possibly associated with MKUltra or counterintelligence or someone like that. If so, the regular medical staff maybe didn't know anything about it. Well, David, don't you think that this, that the authorities and uh, Irwin's superiors would naturally look at this from a national security point of view, thinking that this guy could have been, you know, abducted by hostile foreign agents and messed with, and they wanted to investigate that possibility? It seems to me that 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 if you want to explain their behavior, that works better than calling in an MK Ultra conspiracy, which seems kind of clunky and unlikely for various reasons. Well, I think you raise a good point because this was at the height of the Cold War, and as you as you say, that those concerns were foremost in the minds of the military establishment. So that very well, that makes sense, what you say. Remember, there was a great deal of concern during the Korean War that that uh, American prisoners of war had been messed with by the North Koreans and the Chinese, and that they'd been brainwashed. That's where the whole concept comes from. So naturally, this guy comes in out of the, literally out of the cold, in this really messed up mental state. And I think they it would be natural for them to wonder if something had been done to get him to reveal the secrets or to act even if unconsciously as an agent of presumably the Soviet Union or whatever, you know, hostile power was involved in this. It seems to me that what they were doing, at least from my reading, and I don't claim this is the final word on the subject, was just examining the national security implications of this. I think, from what I understand of your book, it sounded as if some of these people thought this guy was just goofing off and and making up a story, or other people wondered if this is something sinister. But I don't find any convincing evidence that that he was picked on by the CIA or something to mess with his head, that doesn't make any sense at all. Also, if you study the history of MK Ultra as you did, and um, you have an interesting account of it, most of these, these were controlled experiments. They weren't plucking people off the street. They wanted them in some place. And in the mid-1950s, a guy named Frank Olson, who was a civilian army employee in Washington, was slipped LSD without his consent, without his knowledge, ended up jumping out a window. And this was a very bad lesson, an object lesson, that when the CIA did these things, which it should never have been doing in the first place, of course, but it had to be in better control of the situation to keep it a secret. The MK Alder experiments were for a secret for a long time. I don't think they were exposed until 1975 by Senator Church's committee, which was investigating CIA misdeeds. As we know, in 1973, the then CIA director, Richard Helms, directed that all 
MK Ultra records be burned be so our knowledge destroyed. is certainly incomplete. But it does leave open no end of conspiracy theories, and conspiracy theories usually just have us running in circles. I think that I always go for the more economic explanation, which is the one that I've outlined to you. I'd just be interested in what you think. Well, in that regard, then, um, would you flesh that out a little bit? I'm interested in where you think that, how that would have unfolded. How what would have unfolded? Your idea about the concern about possible foreign in, uh, country, uh, foreign uh, intelligence. This was an unusual event, and this is a military guy, and it's really peculiar. So naturally, it's not just going to be shrugged off. So they are going to investigate, as they did investigate. And I think, as I read your account of it, as I said earlier, some of the people who were looking into whatever was in or hidden inside Irwin's head, covered by amnesia. Some thought this is just some goofy guy who's making this up. And other people thought that something was going on. So that's why he was given sodium pentothal and he was examined and hospitalized. I think they were genuinely puzzled and even some of them at least were a little alarmed about what might have happened. In the 1950s, which I probably remember better than you do, there was a lot of concern about brainwashing, and that's how the CIA got involved with MK Ultra to begin with, was to see if it could control behavior. And um, that's they might have thought of this as something like what had gone on during the Korean War, that efforts are made to mess with the brains of soldiers and, and to make them, you know, agents and to make them think and feel and say things that they would not have said in their ordinary state of consciousness. You know, when MK Ultra comes in, I, I, it's certainly not impossible. It just seems to me unlikely and unnecessary because they wouldn't have had any control over this experiment. And they really kept their exper their subjects under control. For example, some of them were prisoners, people like that, who just were not roaming out in free space. And this would have been an experiment conducted in free space with no control over what would come of it. We've got Jerome Clark, David Boer, Gene, and Chris. You're in. The Paragast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. 
stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, Jerry Clark's continuing here about these government shenanigans programs. What, Jerry? Well, there's a story going around, and I have great admiration for Jacques Vallée, don't get me wrong, but I think that this is just a dead end. One thing that we should have learned from all these years in that we have followed UFOs and trying to figure out not only what they are, but what officials might know about them, is that we really ought to be skeptical of people who come forward with unverified stories and say, yes, I saw bodies, I, I studied wreckage. These stories are always told by somebody who's looking you in the eye, at least most of the time, but they never go anywhere. Eventually, they just prove useless. It's just like, okay, tell me a story, because that's all they amount to is stories. One of the stories in circulation is that sometime years and years ago, in the 1950s and 60s, the say was roaming free throughout the backwaters of some South American countries and grabbing people and doing stuff to them, drugging them and hypnotizing them and doing other stuff to them, jolting their brains with electricity and making them believe that they'd seen UFOs and had UFO encounters. Now, that's a great story. There is zero evidence for it. Another reason to be skeptical of it is if this were true, this is not a UFO story. This would be something that journalists and historians who study the history of the CIA would have come across somewhere. And historians and journalists who study the CIA have exposed all kinds of interesting secrets, some of them quite shameful. But no, nobody has ever even hinted in any history of the CIA that I've read or consulted that experiments like this were going on, and they would be complicated. They would involve payoffs to governments and other people to keep it, I mean South American governments, and other people to keep this thing hidden. There is no hint of this except in somebody's 
anonymous story that probably is every bit as credible as as the next guy who tells you that he that he saw bodies of, of alien beings in a crash. These stories don't go anywhere either. It just isn't worth taking these stories seriously. Yeah. If someone says that to you, the proper answer is prove it. Give me some reason to believe you. It, it sounds too random to me. The details of the case it sound like he's just the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, there, there doesn't really appear on the surface to be any indication of uh, him being selected out, you know, some sort of premeditated uh, operation that had, you know, him as the the human guinea pig on the other end of the deal. So I think I agree with Jerry that um, this sounds sounds like a legitimate case. I mean, let's not forget that there's really very little precedent for it prior to this. So it sounds like something definitely happened to the guy, and I, I don't think it has the the earmarks of, uh, of some intelligence operation, as, as Jerry very sightfully points out. Jerry, since we raised that, what about Barney and Betty Hill? Is what that possibly that? some kind of government operation? I don't believe that for a second, no. For one thing, there's no evidence. For one thing, we have a whole lot of UFO abduction stories, however you want to interpret them. But there, there's no shortage of people walking the earth who believe sincerely that they've had, you know, shocking and unwelcome experiences with aliens aboard UFOs. Unless you believe that the government is behind all of that, which I know you don't. But there's no reason to think that the Hill case was any other than a case that there's always going to be a first case that alerts us to something. And this turned out to be a first case. Again, if the Irwin case were just a one-off or if the Hill case were just some unique anomaly never heard of before or since, yes, then maybe we could think, well, maybe this is something really different from your ordinary run of close encounters of the third kind. But that isn't the case. So what's your feeling, David? Uh, well, I think those are really good points. One thing, some of the questions, we probably won't ever have answers for these questions, but I do have questions about what could account for the strange behavior that led to his return to Utah. That's one. The other is with, uh, for example, the Villas Boas case. Now, that's all speculation, whether there was a government intrigue in his case, but I go into that in the book, some very suggestive details. And that's why I brought up the Villas Boas case, because if that does, if that case did include government intrigue, then perhaps that has implications for Jerry's case, because there are some similarities. Uh, as far as the uh, controlled experiment aspect, uh, Jerry did spend seven months in lockup at at the uh, Fort Leavenworth U.S. Disciplinary Barracks, and right next door, they were conducting LSD experiments at the fort uh, under MK Ultra or. If it, yeah, I think that was under MK Ultra. 
or it could have been under the chemical core. There, uh, it's in the book one way or the other. After the the episode, right? This isn't before it. Uh, if I remember right, yeah. Um, so, and and the fact that he Jerry does not even remember being in that facility ever. Uh, that's intriguing to me. Why? Why would that just be completely gone from his memory? So, I don't know. I mean, I'm just putting questions out there. Uh, but I think they're they're at least uh, legitimate questions. Let's put it that way. Someone want to jump in, Chris? Well, you know, again, I, I, it just doesn't have have the it doesn't pass the smell test for some sort of government um, operation. Uh, now, just to clarify something uh, real quick, he was in Leavenworth as a result, what, of his going AWOL? Or why was he in Leavenworth? Well, yeah, I guess that's, I guess I'm uh, giving kind of a spoiler there, but um, that's when he, yeah, when he was finally apprehended. Um that's that's what where he ended up. Uh, well, then that that suggests that that if if there was, you know, just by happenstance and by coincidence, some sort of uh, mind control uh, operation going on with some of the inmates there at Leavenworth, whether it be with psychedelics or other other things under artichoke or whatever. I, I'm not even sure what what program was being operated there. You're right; it could be. Uh, uh, Sidney Gottlieb and the Army Chemical Corps, something going on there. It's all after the fact. Um, so it, it's, you know, <laughs> the cart, the cart's uh, already uh, you know, past the uh, the horse by here. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to, uh, to zero down, zero, zero in and drill down on the initial event. Uh, it, it, and from, from what I can tell, it sounds like just the, the wrong place at the wrong time. And um, and that it, it does have the earmarks of a real legitimate case. Um, just a quick comment on the Villa Boas case. Uh, the description of the the woman, um, you know, kind of enforced sexual partner, <laughs> grunting like an animal and turning the witness off. I mean, you you you'd be hard pressed to make that up as a detail. So. I've I've always thought that that particular detail, you know, lends. Uh, <laughs> Some sort of credence or, or extra legitimacy to the uh, to the uh, witnesses' uh, account, but uh, it's it's too good to be true. We got something else too good to be true. You'll hear it in a second. David Boer, Jerome Clark, Gene, and Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite. Graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. 
What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. North Korea openly threatens the U.S. and launches a new missile every other week. Their warhead of choice? Electromagnetic pulse. Such an event would cripple the U.S. power grid for years and leave millions in the dark. Are you ready? You can be with a Solark EMP-hardened solar generator. Solark works day in and day out to keep all of your essentials protected. That means you can have peace of mind knowing your power will be there when you most need it. Visit solark.us to see EMP testing. That's solark.us. Energy insurance for your family. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. 800-535-7789. 800-535-7789. 800-535-7789. That's 800-535-7789. If there's a toxic chemical biological gas smoke emergency while traveling at home or on your job, are you protected? Are you prepared? There are over 400,000 fires in the USA every year. Up to 85% of all deaths in a fire are due to smoke inhalation. Three minutes without air and we as humans will die. Be prepared and escape safely with our Safe Escape Smoke Hoods, giving you up to 60 minutes of breathable air protection. Order yours online at ase-safety.com. That's ase-safety.com. And get up to 40% off plus free shipping. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. David, I just want to ask you then, let's go into more detail. Let's drill down here. He was incarcerated. 
after being apprehended, but I thought he turned himself in. Uh, well, that's another detail that is uh, Jerry remembers differently than the way it's recorded in the records. It could be that he really was intending to turn himself in, but was apprehended along the way. And that's, uh, I think that's quite possible. But the, the records show that he was apprehended, in fact, by uh, police in, uh, uh, was it Cascade or McCall? But in, in any case, uh, he had to, had to undergo a court-martial. And that's and that led to him being sentenced to the U.S. disciplinary barracks in Fort Leavenworth. Now here's it, it's confusing. I was confused because there's three things at Leavenworth that are uh, three important installations. There's there's an army fort, Fort Leavenworth. There's a U.S. penitentiary at Fort Leavenworth. And then there is what they call the U.S. Disciplinary Barracks, which is the military's prison. Uh, if you're in the military and you, it's it's where they send their most serious offenders in the military. Yeah, I think it's maximum security, isn't it? Well, I at least it used to be. I don't know if it's still, I don't know what the current status is. I can't remember. All right, so how long did he spend in this facility? He spent, he was sentenced to a year, but apparently somewhere along the line, he got uh, clemency because it ended up being seven months. Uh, He was in, he was confined for a few months before his court martial. So it ended up being about uh, a total of about nine or 10 months in confinement. Uh, 312 days, I think it was. What was his excuse? Uh, for, for, uh, oh, for his desertion. Yes. What he told the, what, what his, uh, defense said was that he believed that if he could return to the, um, basically his backyard, the wilderness where he grew up in central Idaho, that he could heal himself of the the difficulties he was having with his mind, with his functioning, um, and and he claims that it worked. He claims that a couple months in the wilderness, I guess it was two and a half months, uh, healed him, and the and the uh, defense council said that Jerry wanted to remain in the service and that he thought that that should count for something here. He was obviously not someone trying to get out of the military. He really wanted to complete his, his uh, enlistment. Um, and which he, which they did allow him to do. So he was, he didn't fit uh, the category of someone, quote unquote, bucking for a discharge, which he was accused of, essentially. Well, at least they let him get back to work in a lesser level. 
Oh, you mean after the court, after the uh, yes. prison time? Yeah. Oh, well, well, of course, he started from basically no rank. They busted him all the way down. And then from that, he climbed up to, he was sergeant when he left the army. So he did pretty well when he went back in, when he got out of the prison. Okay. And in fact, he had um, not only that, but he worked in a, uh, I guess you would call it, uh, I don't know if you'd call it undercover exactly, but he was, he worked in Austria uh, in an unofficial advisory capacity. Um, he was supposedly, uh, after he was in Germany for a few years, they sent him down to work uh, with the Austrian army. All right, I'm just trying to f- sort this out here. Guy, after his possible abduction, he has some kind of breakdown, it sounds like. Yes. He goes AWOL. He's arrested, possibly before he's about to turn himself in. He spends months in prison. He's demoted. He's allowed to serve in the military, which strikes me as a lenient sentence. I would think if you're convicted in a court-martial, you're thrown out, a dishonorable discharge. So right. he got a pretty good deal here. Now they're giving him all these privileges? Yeah, I think that's a little interesting. Uh, I, I'm certainly no expert on standard procedure in in military criminal cases but i did think that was a little odd uh and that not only that uh they put him in a eventually in a fairly sensitive position i mean he he had to pose as a tourist while he was working for the army in austria this is stuff you were able to verify independently it does show that he's stationed in Germany. Now, the Austrian part, uh, I, I mean, that doesn't show up in the records, but if what Jerry says is true, then it probably shouldn't show up in the records. It was supposed to be all off the books because there was not supposed to be a paper trail of what he was doing down there. Now, how much of this future history after the imprisonment, after he gets out, how much of that is documented and how much of that is what Jerry says. Well, he, the, the record shows that he was shipped to Germany shortly after he was released from prison, completed this term in 1966, uh, received an honorable discharge as a sergeant. Um, now, he, I don't, I don't have uh, independent verification of his work at Kodak, but he did work at Mountain States. He worked at a another microfilm company after he retired. Now, this, neighbors, may be the most interesting story of all. We have somebody here who, under normal circumstances, would be discredited. He's arrested. He's charged with a crime. He's convicted. He serves his sentence. Evidently, he's fully rehabilitated. And when you say off the books, it implies some kind of intelligence operation. Hmm. Might make for a good spy movie. What do you think, neighbors? 
We got more to come with David Boer. The book is called No Return. With Jerome Clark and Gene and Chris, you're in The Bearcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you had purchased $100 of Bitcoin in 2010, today you'd have $2,600,000. While that sinks in, you now have a huge cryptocurrency opportunity at below market price at a guaranteed 10 cents per coin. ProCoin, a coin publicly traded on the open market, easily converted to cash, available in 60 countries, and ProCoin is the only cryptocurrency offering coin back rewards for consumers and merchants. Take action by August 31st at ProCoinCurrency.net. That's ProCoinCurrency.net. Deadline for 10 cent guarantee is August 31st. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And when your identity is hacked, it's a nightmare. Hi everyone, Paul with Liberty ID. Did you know that children are 52 times more likely to suffer from identity theft than adults? Is your family prepared? Identity monitoring will not fix the fallout. Liberty ID does. Here's an exciting offer for listeners to this station. Go to LibertyID.com and cover your entire family, your spouse, your children, and your parents for only $129 a year. That's right, $129 a year. Use promo code free trial and we'll give you the first 60 days free. That's LibertyID.com promo code free trial. Prepare your family for less than half what other companies charge for only monitoring libertyid.com promo code free trial libertyid.com the name in identity theft restoration individuals and businesses with tax problems listen carefully do you feel like you're losing control over your finances if you owe over ten thousand dollars in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns we can help you take back control the irs is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world and they can seize your bank account garnish your paycheck close your business and file criminal charges take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at tax mediation services and take advantage of the fresh start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-610-7740. That's 800-610-7740. 800-610-7740. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling 
everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Just want to let you know we have a second radio show after the Paracast. It's only available if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus at plus.com. Theparacast.com, that's P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. After the Paracast has special interviews, chit-chat, you never know what's going to happen next. We also give you a commercial-free version of this show. Check it out, plus.theparacast.com. We're talking to David Boer, Jerome Clark, Gene and Chris. Jerry Clark, does this strike you as strange as much as it strikes me as strange? If somebody's convicted of going AWOL, and he still gets this chance at rehabilitation? Not at all. If you uh, study the history of espionage, which is one of my many interests, and you find guys, for example, who are spying for the Soviet Union, there are all kinds of ways that, in retrospect, these guys did something that should have been caused alarm bells to ring, and they, they got another chance, and they went on, and and it all ended badly when finally they, they figured out that this guy was was a foreign agent and had stolen all kinds of secrets. That sort of thing happens all the time. Now, obviously, Jerry Irwin was a completely innocent guy, completely you know patriotic, hardworking soldier. And uh, but no, it's not at all odd to me that they would think. Finally, well, this was some kind of psychological episode, and we see no evidence that it's a recurring one. And he's doing a good job, and unless we have some really strong reason to conclude otherwise, we're just going to let let him keep doing his job because he seems to be an okay guy. Yeah, I don't think find that all that unusual. I think that it's only in, in movies and spy novels that people are scrutinized quite that closely and not given leeway to make mistakes or to do something that in retrospect seems suspicious or or a tell. But no, this is not unusual. Well, you should really, really just be grateful he got the chance to rehabilitate himself. What does Jerry Irwin think about what happened to him during that year? Well... He basically remembers the initial event. He remembers what happened shortly after that. And then the thing, then it's like it's all over. That was, that's the whole story. And there's not much to it. And so why are we talking about this? That's, that was kind of his default attitude about the, about this story. Um, And He's he was willing to talk about 
whatever he could remember, but he really didn't think it was an important story at all. And uh, which to me is kind of, it lends more credence because he's certainly not someone making, making claims to try to get attention. He's just the opposite. He sort of reluctantly, I mean, he, he was friendly. He was very cooperative, amiable. And yet, uh, he, he really didn't think it was a story worth telling. So, uh, to answer your question, he's, uh, well, and, and that's because I think to a degree, he remembers very little about that year. And that's very intriguing to me. Uh, it, it makes sense that he thinks there's nothing to talk about because he, he just doesn't even remember most of those events. Which I, which I started to get a clue about on the very first, during the fir- very first interview we had on the phone. I was reading to him details that had been reported by Coral Lorenzen and later summarized uh, by Jacques Vallée. And he was basically reacting by saying, well, I think these authors have taken liberties. Some of that really just isn't true. And I later started piecing it together and realizing that uh, when I got more uh, documentation, I could, and I found out that those facts were were true, uh, were documented. Uh, it seemed to be that if he didn't remember something, then his kind of way of of uh, compensating or or uh, Dealing with it was to uh, just say it didn't happen. It didn't. If he didn't remember it, it didn't happen. I think that your book, David, is 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 interestingly read as a book about you know a memory anomaly. Is is anything? It's just like this guy. Is I think that in your book he uses analogy of islands in a in a in a lake. And um, that there are just most of this; these events are under the surface, and these little islands pop up, and um, those are the things that he remembers. But the things that he doesn't remember are probably greater and far more profound. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Uh, and so, I think that it's uh, possibly. Um, a defense. It's a, a way of, of of protecting himself. And I, from that standpoint, uh, it, it certainly it makes you know it's it makes a lot of sense to me. Well, it's a very strange story, and unfortunately, it's one that you know the truth will never be available to us. But it is a fascinating story, and you tell it well in your book which I recommend, by the way. Oh, thank you. Continuing here. <laughs> I was going to say something, but then there we go. All right. We're kind of getting to the end point here where I wanted to kind of get ways of summing this up. 
Now, other than the possibility that Jerry Irwin just had some kind of mental issue in that year, which I suppose is possible. Other than that, what's your impression, David? Well, my impression is that he saw a genuine unknown. Uh, I have no idea what that what that would have been, but he uh, he was uh, someone that was probably better than the average person at identifying objects in the sky. Having been a Nike Nike missile technician, having been stationed in Alaska, uh, where he had observed secret prototypes of the U-2 flying overhead. Um, and, and he grew up in the wilderness where he would have been pretty familiar with the night sky, I would take it, because uh, that's, a, that's an interesting part of the book that we haven't really touched on, that he grew up in the heart of the largest, what is now the largest roadless area in the lower 48 states in central Idaho in a, in a, as a part of a pioneer family uh, back in the 30s. And uh, that's where he went back to when he was struggling so much. He went back there to get away from the army and to try to heal himself. So I think he probably had a, a pretty good uh, sense of what an aircraft would look like, and he was not at all convinced that what he saw was an aircraft. Let's continue in our final segment with David Boer. The book is called No Return. With Jerome Clark and Gene and Chris, you're in The Bearcast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
Welcome aboard. Your new science fiction adventure is ready to launch. Discover an amazing journey at galaxyquestbooks.com. Start a new sci-fi adventure with the Guardian series, a classic sci-fi mystery that starts 500 years in the future. From author D. Arthur Gussner. Series available from Barnes & Noble or Amazon as paperback or ebooks. Galaxyquestbooks.com, where the adventure begins. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. All right. Looking at the book, listening to you, David Boer, I am stumped, too, as to what happened to this guy. Really. Obviously, it has earmarks of a UFO abduction. doesn't seem to have earmarks of anything involving government experimentation, because then you wonder, after he suffers all these symptoms, why would they do what you expect the military to do, which is to arrest him, incarcerate him, and charge him? So on the surface, it sounds like it's some kind of anomaly. Jerry Clark, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Gene. I think that it, it comes down to uh, either some bizarre mental breakdown, which is certainly possible, or a high strangeness UFO encounter involving amnesia and missing time and mysterious dislocations of things. But this was something that nobody in the military was prepared to deal with or could even imagine was possible. And only the Lorenzans had some inkling of what might have happened. But 
We'll never know, but I have to say that David really provides a lot of interesting and intriguing detail to fill out what will always be a picture with missing pieces. Towards the end of his life, when you first got to talk to him, and before, obviously, he had his current illness, where does he stand looking back at this event? He's, he doesn't really think there's much to it. I guess that's just the way that he deals with it. It's, it was just a, a strange thing that happened, and then, and then he moved on with his life. And one part that, well, you know, we talked about the Betty and Barney Hill uh, comparison, I guess. And I spent the last chapter pointing out the parallels between those cases because I think there there are some startling similarities if you really if you really look at the details. So I guess what where I, where I come down at the end is well, if are these two examples of the same phenomenon? And if they are, what is that phenomenon? Does it have something to do with the government, or is, or is it something to do with some some intelligence that we still haven't really come to grips with, other than a non-human intelligence, that is? I think these things have a long history, and uh, they occur under different guises, but they all amount to narratives of otherworldly kidnappings. And, and, and dealings with things that are very difficult to define and, and uh, much less to get anybody else to believe. But these things have happened to human beings forever. And uh, I think that if I had to put money on it, I'd bet that uh, Jerry Irwin had one of those experiences that so far beyond current knowledge that we probably can't even talk about intelligently because we lack the vocabulary for it. But I, from everything that I can infer from your book, this was one of those experiences. It's a very strange story. And that's where Jim Lorenzen and his final analysis, that's where he came down. He, he was uh, of the mind that Jerry did encounter some sort of unknown intelligence and that he thought that that explained basically all of Jerry's strange behavior in the, af- in the aftermath, including his trip back to Utah as some sort of a, a way, to, as part of a system to block his memories. Their in- intention was to block his memories with these, what uh, I think Lorenzen called them memory blocks or something of that sort. Other than the experience before the psychiatrist and the truth serum. Does he recall at all that the military made any further efforts to talk to him about what happened? Uh, the only thing, uh, that's all he really remembers. He remembers that he had the sodium amytal interview. And that's, as far as he remembered, that's the only time that he thinks it came up. And he doesn't even remember what happened during that interview. But then again, he just remembers so very little. And that, that's why the records were so helpful, because, uh, well, between the military records and what the Lorenzans had rec- recorded from their I- interviews with him. Uh, and in fact, that's, 
the records were very helpful also in corroborating most of what the Lorenzans had been told by Jerry at that time. So that, that adds more believability to the story. What about the records regarding his arrest, his court-martial and conviction? What was their conclusion? Oh, well, see, by that point, the Lorenzans had lost contact with Jerry. The last time they spoke with him was uh, a couple of months before he deserted his post in I guess that was August 1st of 1959. The last time they talked to him was, I think, the end of May. Uh, and they, he just never got in touch with them again, and they couldn't get in touch with him. So they didn't know anything that happened. The, the reason they knew he deserted was they kept in touch with his, his post at, the, at Fort Bliss, with his, um, uh, what do they call that, the orderly room, the company headquarters. That's, where, that's how they knew that he deserted, but they never heard from him after that. Did you find any of the military records about this? About his... Uh, his court-martial and the circumstances. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Um, after we got the military records... Uh, we got to be after, brief. We have maybe a minute left. I hate to do that. Go ahead. Well, we, after studying the military records, it actually took me a couple of months to notice a little notation that turned out to be a reference to the court-martial. And until that point, I had no idea. Jerry didn't remember. And so I, I then went through the process of tracking down his court-martial records, which were housed separately but in the same facility. Okay, what did they conclude? We've got to kind of sum it up. Well, interestingly, they never brought up the UFO in the in the proceedings. They just said he was he only talked about his health problems, multiple blackouts and amnesia and whatnot, and that he thought he could cure himself by deserting his post and going back to the wilderness. And that was the argument they made. So it sounds to me like they assumed he had some kind of psychiatric problem that maybe was ultimately resolved. That's what it sounds like to me. But how do we know? Do you have a website or something, David, if people want to get more information from you? I don't currently have a website. I think there is more information, a little more information at the publisher's website, Anomalous Books. I will be setting up, I just don't have it yet, though, uh, a, a website or a Facebook page. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, do they just contact your publisher then? Yeah, that would be fine. Okay, that's Anomalous Books, by the way, folks. And thank you. If you want to check us out, we're on Twitter. Look for The Paracast on Twitter. Look for two official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. And we have that second radio show we want you to hear. It's called After the Paracast. And I know one of our listeners says that all we do is talk about movies and pop culture on there. We do sometimes, but it's not the only thing we do. We have special guests sometimes. We continued our discussion about teen ufologists last week with Alan Greenfield and with Jerome Clark. Didn't ask him about pop movies either. We make it available if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. You get a commercial-free version of this show. Go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot the Paracast. 
Jerryclark.com. Jerry Clark, first of all, thank you so much for coming back and serving as a member of our panel. Always good well, to have you, Jerry. Thanks, Chris and Gene. It's, it was fun. It was in, very interesting to me. Yeah, this is a great case, and I'm really uh, interested in, in finding out more uh, about cases of this sort. Thanks a lot uh, for being on, and also thank uh, you, Mr. Boer, too, uh, for being on. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for having me. I, I really appreciate the opportunity and enjoyed it. Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.